Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society podcast. You've never heard of E-Society? Oh, E-Society is a hidden microphone magic podcast. (laughs) And we talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. But before I go any further, he's the magician of the year. It's the Nez! (sighs) Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um... I think you need to come up with a, a different intro for the anchor stuff and leave that other one for the, the regular. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> but what's up, everybody? Welcome back. This is our first anchor of 2019. Last time you heard us on here was Christmas Eve of 2018. And we put out, a, I don't know how many shows on the regular uh, network, but we're back here. And what are we doing on this one? A little bit of magic, magic of the moment, maybe a little bit of magic of the past. I've just been inspired by so many magic TV shows that are on right now that uh, I was like, you know what? I, I want to do just a little special to, to talk about them. Uh, maybe you've seen them, maybe you haven't, but uh, also uh, maybe you're just past experiences with magic and whatnot. Uh, anything new? No. Um Carbonaro or whatever that guy's called. Every now and then, if Tiga is and Renee are watching him, but I, I don't watch him regularly. Um, I think most of the magic I see is on Instagram. There's this one dude. Shit, I should have looked him up. Uh, he just he's I, I believe he's uh, over from over the other side of the pond, and he goes all over the place and does street magic. I kind of like that better than these big. Sure. Uh, production ones or like those big giant huge uh, Vegas shows. Vegas shows, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the guys that just come out here, man. Let me show you something, and it just right. amazes you right out of the blue. I like that type of stuff. But um, what I don't even know what's out there. What's out there now, or who's the hot magician now? Well, I would say Carbonaro because he does have that true TV show. Uh, Just looking at the IMDb, it's listed at 81 episodes. I'm not surprised. It's been on for a few years. And I do really like that show. I've kept up with it. Uh, The main reason I did get into it was because of Impractical Jokers and just it being a true TV show. You kind of, uh, you know, learn about one from the other. And um, the thing that I like about Carbonaro is that uh, his take on it is to kind of hide the magic and act like it's normal. Like, oh, you don't know? You don't know that this is magic? Like, let me show you this. And he, he normally does, you know, small things. And then like a lot of magic shows, he'll lead up to like a big thing at the end. But uh, yeah, he once actually did a crossover with the Jokers. But uh, yeah, I like his style. It's, it's fun and funny. So uh, I'd say he's up there for me, but uh, I got a few uh, Netflix shows to list too for you. What are those? Um, yeah, starting with uh, the one that made my list of uh, streaming shows of last year, uh, Death by Magic. Uh, this was a eight episode uh, run that's on Netflix right now. Magician Drummond Money Coots travels the globe, sharing his infectious love of his craft and attempting feats that prove fatal to other magicians. And yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, just to give you a rundown on the locations, Cape Town, that's South Africa, Miami, Detroit, London, Las Vegas, India, 
Edinburgh and Los Angeles. Uh, he goes to each each episode is like themed in a different city. And it's cool because he like goes around and actually does kind of the street magic you're talking about. Like it's built up and he like he, he always talks about I need to get to know this city. I get to need to get to know the people. And then it all leads up to like the big um, he, he tries to put his own twist on a, a stunt that killed a magician in the past. Uh, the only thing I, I'll, I'll say about this, and I said this when we were talking about our favorite streaming shows, is the twists he sometimes put on it almost feel like cheats. Like, oh, you're like, you're kind of cheating your way out. But I mean, it did kill the other magicians. Uh, and as long as he's doing a good show, and he does, that's what the, the point is. He puts on a good show. So uh, that's when I definitely recommend checking out uh, the first episode, even. Um, is is a really good uh, final trick the cape town episode um this how do you how did you come across this just yeah just honestly just uh came across it like you scroll i i know i do i scroll around so much on netflix and you find them uh probably there's a good reason it popped up too is because uh i've watched other stuff on there uh i'll mention the other ones uh magic for humans that's a little uh six episode run this guy uh, justin willman he also performs street magic on the street and uh, i think you actually might really like this guy too his stuff is actually for the most part real like positive like he goes places too but it's all on the street um he definitely leans more towards kind of like what Carbonaro does, but uh, he, it's real light. He does a lot of, uh, you know, magic with, uh, you know, younger people and stuff like that on the street. So that's one I recommend checking out. Uh, have you ever even heard of that one? Nope. Magic for humans? Never. Okay. And then lastly, Netflix has... Uh, a series of Darren Brown, a magician from the United Kingdom. Uh, they have uh, Miracle, which is like one of his like stage shows. Uh, that one's really interesting because he kind of almost tackles it with like a religious aspect. He kind of almost like aims to like uncover like people that will like use religion as like the, the you know religion to heal kind of like like come on stage and i'm gonna touch you and now you're healed that kind of thing he kind of like shows how like it is kind of like a magic trick so uh there's that one and then um a a couple others like specials uh darren brown the push uh that one's really cool he got a bunch of celebrities to record like kind of endorsements of that and it's almost like a social experiment like in an hour, can he basically put you in this situation that would lead you to push somebody off a building seemingly to their death? So that one's really interesting. And then uh, there's, a, the I think, the most recent one, Sacrifice. Uh, that one's pretty cool and, like, topical. Like, he's trying to, like, show, like, people are in a huff these days about, you know, uh, race relations again and, you know build that wall and all that craziness that's going on. Um, and he takes like somebody with kind of like that mentality and he, his goal in that one is to see if 
uh, not only can he change their mind, can he like push that person like that they'd be willing to like sacrifice their own life for somebody that they previously would have been like, get out of the country type thing. So that one's really interesting. Um, so I'd say his type of magic is definitely more like psychological, you know? So if you're into that, I'd recommend checking out the Darren Brown stuff. Like I said, there's three of them, three specials on Netflix. Yeah. I never even heard of these guys. Um, I mean, that one doesn't really sound like magic. I mean, it just sounds like you just telling you something that, and just making you. T- I gotta know the way they do it. I mean, I don't want to say he's a. Um, uh, what are the those doctors that not hypnotize you, but um. Right. I think he almost aims to like call those guys out, though. It's almost like, in a weird way. <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't know. I never. Uh, one of the last things I've seen were like all the David Blaine ones. I mean, I liked it when yes. he did all the magic, but he uh, was more it, like endurance, dude. You know, it, the stuff he did at the end weren't even magic tricks. Right. They were like just stunts. Exactly. Of him standing in a block of ice, or standing yep. on a pole, or just yep. standing in a building, or or whatever the hell he did. I didn't really care for all that, but all the stuff that led up to everything. I know that very first one he did, um, it was him and Leonardo. They were walking around all over the place and, and just doing all kinds of stuff. And then he went, right. uh, I think he went to Africa or somewhere and, and was doing tricks for them. And uh, they, everyone, I mean, the, the the language thing is, is what was the, the problem. But he would just kind of, he had a, a translator with him, but. Uh, he would get everyone's attention and then just start doing tricks. And what I loved about David Blaine's thing was not just the tricks that he did, was how um, the audience that he that he just found, he walked up upon. or he, not Even the ones over here in America when he was walking around Vegas and New York and all that. Just the stuff that, that he would do and their reactions. I remember the one when he pulled a head off of a chicken. And uh, I, think that, I think that was... Um, I can't remember where it was, if it was L.A. or something, but it was these uh, three or four black girls. And uh, when he pulled the head off, they, like, ran off across the street screaming. Uh, one of them was pregnant. She's like, I'm about to give birth. And it's just, uh, <laughs> other than being amazed by the tricks that, that he does, it was to me, I always just loved watching the audience's reaction. And uh, anything but. Or even going back further from when I was a kid watching Doug Henning or um, what's his nuts, uh, David Copperfield. I mean, I loved what they did, but you really you couldn't see the audience. It was just them doing this big, huge show, um, mainly David Copperfield of his big extravagant shows those. that he did or yeah. even the ones that he did in Vegas. Yeah. Just. I love what I loved about him. I loved all his tricks. I, mean, I used to watch every special he did. I watched him like make the Statue of Liberty disappear, right. made a big giant plane disappear. He yep. walked through the Great Wall of China. Yep. Um, but <laughs> everything that he did, I mean, I just loved his um, presentation uh, of what of what he did. Like he, him and his uh, assistant, and then I just loved the waving of the hands and how he looked. Uh, after each uh, trick was done. I mean, I just loved watching all that. Um, and it, that was when I was growing up, that's all it was. It was just whatever, whoever the hottest magician was um, would have a big special. And it was just them doing trick, tr- trick before they got to the big main uh, trick at the end. Um, but 
and then with these street magicians that I see, the, the guy I'm talking about on Instagram, his name is uh, I just had it up, uh, Julius Dine. Uh, just look up Julius Dine on Instagram, uh, all one word: J U L I U S D E I N, and just watch uh, everything that he does. Um, he's cool, man. I, I like what he does. Uh, he does some videos where he his tricks don't really. Uh, aren't really good or if someone figures out how he does it and then he just kind of adds the sad music to it and everything. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Instagramming you, you got it. You can either make your video seconds or you can make it a minute long. That, that's the limit right on there. But uh, I love what he does that. I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across him. It might've been somebody else. Randomly. Uh, um, going back to our last episode when we were talking about uh, Insta famous. I mean, these guys, right. yeah, uh, I mean, he's got like a jillion followers, and I'm sure it's just because of him going all over the place and uh, doing magic for people, and then everyone starts following him. So, uh, but it's cool. I mean, I don't know if these if these guys uh, are, there's there's other magicians on Instagram or, as well as YouTube uh, that have millions of uh, hits and mi- millions of subscribers, but I don't know if these guys are the ones that have the big shows somewhere. Right. I, mean, I, never, I never see them anywhere but YouTube and Instagram, but who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe they do have their own little shows uh, somewhere. I'm sure they'd have to do something, not just walk around the street sure. and doing tricks for everyone, which is fine with me, man. Yeah. I'd rather have that cool. than have a big extravagant <laughs> show. But Right. Um, or even going to Siegfried and Royd. I've never been to those, but I have uh, seen uh, – bits and pieces uh, of their specials or whatever, or just whatever they do. Um, but, I mean, that's pretty much the same thing. It's, it's the, the presentation and doing the tricks and the, the music and the lights and yeah, yeah. the big Vegas. white tires, whatever the hell they have. I mean, yeah, the, just the, the Vegas vibe of right. them doing that. I mean, I, I think those probably be, would be better if you're, like, right there than watching it uh, on TV. I know uh, David Copperfield had... Um, he used to t- take his stuff on the road. I don't know if he still does. I, I don't know. I've just had kind of lost track of him, or as well as Doug Henning. I don't even know uh, if Doug Henning is, is uh, still around. I, I, I'm i pretty sure he is, uh, but I'm not sure. Let me see. I'm just looking up uh, him st- his stuff on online, but I don't know. He, he's probably still around. But uh, between uh, 2005 and 2010, did you ever watch any of the A&E show, uh, the Chris Angel guy, Mind Freak? That guy sucked. I I think maybe you didn't like his presentation, right? The whole no, that was stupid. No, that was. (laughs) You know what was really funny though? Did you ever see that one um, Steve Carroll, uh, Steve Carell? Uh, magic movie with uh, the Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey was like Chris Angel. It was incredible. He, it was like that. Like stole it for me because he like he did a perfect parody of that type of like I'm the cool new goth magician. While like Steve Carell's character, like he strived to be like the uh, you know the retro, like the David Copperfield types. <laughs> uh yeah i mean did uh, i i don't know i just didn't like uh chris angel i didn't think uh i mean when he when he was out on the streets doing stuff 
um, that was cool. But oh man, Doug Henning died in, in two thousand. That's oh, probably man. why I never. I, I didn't even know that. I just looked it up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I just didn't really care. And his big uh, tricks at the end were just I don't know. They they were too. You could debunk those tricks. Yeah, uh, like the one when he he levitated from. Uh, one build, not a building, but uh, um, I think he was like in the warehouse district, and he he levitated from one to the other. But there was like no one around to see, like no audience to see. And this is all on TV. And with the uh, with all, with what you can do with special effects, um, you could easily just it's maybe something just a rope and a rope or cable or something was around him and made him go across. I'm just, and you can easily erase that. And I'm just like, no, I, that just looks stupid. And uh, I remember there was another one where he ran down the side of um, uh, the stratosphere. He and you could tell thing. it was a rope. <laughs> yeah, you could tell, easily tell that he something was holding up as he was he was running down. And I was like, <laughs> uh, what? I mean, that's why I that it just his big tricks weren't 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 spectacular i mean right i mean going back to david copperfield with him walking through the great wall of china i still don't know how he did that yes it was an illusion yeah but no doubt i mean there was tons of people there watching so there was no way um i, I don't know i mean i mean yeah just, man, i'm just That's showing funny my you age say that. and i didn't yeah. really care about uh mind freak i mean i would watch the beginnings of it before he actually did his his big, big, uh, big trick. I was just like, uh, it, it was just stupid. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like how he looked. And <laughs> I, I just that's not my style, man. It's just you don't yeah. need. If you're a good magician, you don't need to have all this crazy leather and fucking chains yeah. and. Well, that's you don't what, need shit. You just, yeah, just go out there so and do funny. your tricks and amaze everybody. That was what was so funny about Burt Wonderstone. That was the movie, Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Jim Carrey's character playing that kind of role. Like, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> so yeah, funny. You, you, don't, you don't need all that shit unless you're doing a big, giant, uh, spectacular Vegas style type of thing. Um, there was this one magician, magician, I can't, I think it was like the unknown, uh, magician. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. He had a special one. Oh time. yeah. I think I remember and that. And he, he was, um, basically he, he wore like a hood or a mask. But yeah. He didn't know who he was. And he was like, like taking David Blaine's tricks and explaining right. on, on how he did it or yep. how Houdini did this and that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I watched it, but I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there's always uh, skeptics out there. I mean, I'm, I sound like one too, but I'm not going to go out oh, there and yeah, debunk. No. I mean, it's all about I'm not going to debunk. I'm not going to yeah. debunk these guys' tricks. Uh, it's all about the illusion. Yeah. That's their bread and butter, man. That, that's putting money in their pockets. So Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the, all about the, hustle, the, show. the hustle is real. So, I mean, do what right. you got to do. Yeah, if you're going to do these big giant shows you gotta have that show you gotta have the you, know, you don't necessarily have to have the half naked ladies out there dancing around <laughs> but you need some kind of assistant uh, or whatever or whatever the crowd you're going for um 
uh, let's just take uh, David Copperville, for example. That's pretty much what I know the most of. But he didn't have to have like a loud, banging, rocking soundtrack behind him. But he, he had <laughs> um, like a, not really an orchestra, but kind of like that. Where, But he, I, 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 I'm pretty sure you have to work with your band or whatever to um, when he does the tricks and, and with the way his arms are moving. Because if you watch... Or any of these magicians that have these big shows, um, obviously the musicians are are watching the performance as well because you can see like if their arms go up, maybe you want to hear uh, either a guitar whip or, uh, or yeah a, or a crash of the cymbal Real. or just something. Yeah, you just need <laughs> you have to watch them, and I, I like those type of presentations of, of what they do when you have those big giant extravagant shows but right. um the dudes that are on the street that are hey Ness, come over here let me show you this card trick i mean i i lean to watch those a little more sure. I mean, yeah you can find those all over the place but um i have seen guys come up to me i was in vegas one time walking around there was a dude doing just i don't know crazy tricks card tricks and but pulling his fingers off and just nonsense <laughs> like that but i liked that type <laughs> Stuff. I, I thought it was cool. Or even if you go to the fairs, there's always uh, magicians walking around doing stuff. Or, or um, the ones that I was always scared of were the clown magicians. I oh, yeah. Okay. I just didn't like the clown <laughs> aspect of it all. Right. It. Um. There's there's <laughs> so many good magicians out there. Even like you can just search a magician yeah. on YouTube or Instagram and and just have at it. And there's um, guys out there that you don't know that are that are just fucking awesome. I mean, we didn't know yeah. you know who David Blunt was if it wasn't for Leonardo. Exactly. And the, and the special he did. I don't even know if he's still out there doing tricks. I haven't heard from him in a while. Have you? No, no. And honestly, just like what you were saying, I would be I wouldn't know anything about the Death by Magic guy or the Magic for Humans or even Darren Brown if it wasn't for their Netflix shows. I had no idea who those dudes were. So, yeah. Um, and also a quick follow up, like you were saying uh, on that uh, Death by Magic, that dude actually is really good at reading people, the stuff before the big trick at the end of the episode you can see him like the way he can just look into your eyes and and read people it's really cool so i don't know i don't i don't believe that unless it's done right in front of me or to me so you can see he's like reading their eyes (laughs) plus it's on tv dude it might be fake so well, yeah, know. you never know, especially with the, the that one. Uh, you can tell there's some editing done to especially the big tricks, but eh, it's a good show. So, you know, um, real quick, too, before we get also before we get too far away from it, uh, Incredible Burt Wonderstone. It has a 44 meta score on uh, IMDb. And man, I remember if we were doing the pod back then, it would have been in my top 10 of the year. That movie's hella funny. So it was all right. I mean, I, I only mainly it would have been in my top ten. <laughs> it, it was okay. I mean, I laughed, but it wasn't like, oh man, I gotta own this. It, it was all right. Yeah, uh, well, I, I love that, Steve, I, I love Steve Carell. I thought uh, Jim Carrey was really, and uh, Alan Arkin, he's always awesome. So he was like that, the retro magician. That movie came out at the right time of uh, when David Blaine and and Chris Angel were at their, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say peaks, but at their maybe their peak of uh, popularity. Because I don't like I don't even think the Chris Angel has his 
TV show anymore. I know he no, still has no, it ended two thousand ten. I heard he has a Vegas thing though. Yeah, he has that big old Vegas deal going on down there. And uh, yeah. hey, man, he's still doing it, and uh, he's still packing in the uh, the the people to come see it. Um, if someone gave me a ticket, I, I would go check it out to see what it is. But I don't know. The, the, if you go and see how much these shows cost, right? Uh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I heard from I somebody. My yeah, I heard from somebody that went say it was okay, but they felt like it wasn't worth what they paid. Yeah. See, nah, I'm good. I mean. <laughs> Maybe if he, he, I was walking down the street and he goes, hey, and oh, Chris Angel, and then he started doing tricks in front of me. Yeah, I'd probably get, I'd be more appreciative of that than going to pay hundreds of dollars for this show and then leaving like, eh. Yeah, so, like, oh man, I spent a hundred on this. Yeah, 200. see, like, I know, <laughs> I know I would get my money's worth if David Copperfield. I mean, yeah. I, I've followed him the most. I mean, I know I would spend that money to see him, and I would leave the show. Wow, that was amazing! Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, well, I, I recommend I, be- I recommend checking out that Darren Brown miracle because that actually is a stage show that he he interacts with the audience, and that one actually, as much as he interacted with the audience, I could see that one actually being worth it. He's pretty good. I mean. I like the even the comedian. I can't remember this. There's a bunch of comedian magicians. I like when they, um, they're telling jokes and all this as they're doing these tricks. I kind of right. like the. I want to be entertained more instead of just sure. hey, here, let me make this. Let me pull this rabbit out of the hat. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I like I like like Doug Henning. He was the one that I liked growing up as a kid because he was talking the whole time. He was doing his tricks. I mean, right. I just pulled up a video earlier. He, he, I don't know, he was on like Tonight Show or something, and uh, he brought out this uh, origami box, and then he opened it up into a big thing, and his assistant got in, and then he folded it all down back into a, a little box. And I mean, I like that type of thing, but when he's he's talking the whole time, uh, David Copperfield only spoke a little bit, like maybe in the beginning, and then maybe at the end, and in between uh, the tricks, but. He didn't really, right? Yeah, he yeah. More he traditional. Just, the, the music will be gone. His hands are all over the place, and uh, this. And that. I mean, yeah. that was cool and it was <laughs> awesome. I, I loved all of that, but uh, I like the magicians. I don't know where I was. I think it was um, Great America or something. And I was watching. Uh, I took a break and I was watching this uh, magician on on one of the little small little stages throughout the park. And uh, he was telling jokes and everything, laughing, pulling people out of out of people that were walking by and stuff like that. And he would do all crazy tricks. I mean, what he was talking about was funny, and it really got uh, everybody into it. it. It made people stop to watch. Um, I like those kind of kind of magicians where they're not just up there just yeah. doing wowing us with their tricks, but um, right talk exactly or, or do exactly. what don't just. Yeah. I'm not gonna pay two hundred dollars and just to, to to not hear you talk at all. But that's me, Every- right? Yeah, that's why I think you might like these uh, Netflix specials I've been talking about. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see what you think of some of these guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'll <laughs> give him a shot. But Chris Angel, I, he, I'm not. Yeah, a little try. I'm not the age range that Chris Angel is shooting at, but uh, I don't. know. No, I they're not did, like that. Like his, they're not like that. His appearance. 
You remember the intro to that show? <laughs> that made me laugh almost more than anything. It's like uh, trying to be all metal. My yeah. <laughs> I do I think this is this is what made me not like Chris um, Angel the most. Uh, he was walking through whatever hotel he's in because I know I noticed he did uh, a lot of in the hotels wherever his show was at, and I assume he's living there as well, unless he lives off in the yeah, desert yeah, somewhere, big mansion, right. but. He did one of those um, uh, putting his arm through somebody. Like I don't know, he had somebody. Hey, I'm I'm gonna put my arm through you. Obviously, you could see that whoever this person he stopped was uh, in on it. Is yeah. on it. So I mean, it, Fence, it's yeah. it, it looks so stupid and so fake. I was like, really? You can totally tell whoever the dude that was in on it with him had his arm uh, like behind his back because you could see it, and and uh, you could see it nice. under under the <laughs> in, under the jacket and everything. And then Chris Angel was supposed to be stuck his arm through. It. I was like, uh. Uh. I don't know. Sometimes that that kind of stuff makes me laugh more than anything. I know, but he was trying to be all serious, and I don't know if the people who were walking sure. by were in on it as well, because they were all like, "Wow! Oh my god! Was, oh, that been blonde. yeah." <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. I think exactly. I mean, that's the only time on the show that he did something to where I was like, "Oh, really?" But I don't know. I I think I, I yeah. liked his magic. His his smaller tricks before the big one uh, at the end of the show, and I I think my buddy Pete was the one that was like, "Hey, you got to watch this mind freak Chris Angel." He loves Chris Angel, and he yeah. I was like, "Okay," so I gave the show a watch, and I watched it every week when it was on and, and rerun. Sure, I just didn't. Sure. I don't know. And maybe it's just because I don't like the guys that look like that. Um, maybe in my old days, those would be the guys <laughs> that I would beat up just for, for looking that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's trying to be meta. Uh, he's so. false. <laughs> but uh, but heck, he's doing it. He's out there doing it. So I, I can't hate on that. Right. Yeah. Um, unless you got anything else, I guess that's the, a good 30 minute magic pod um those netflix specials if you do want to check them out one more time they're uh, death by magic magic for humans and then uh, darren brown you can put in his and uh, like three or four will pop up sacrifice uh the push uh miracle they're all cool so i recommend checking those out so all right man yeah i don't have anything else that i can think of uh but yeah do check all right. Well, we got a whole list of stuff, uh, so we'll be getting to it soon. I want to brush up on some of the stuff. Uh, uh, I know we want to do uh, Enter the Dragon, uh, Total Recall, Jaws. Uh, I want to do a Poker Pod still, Rounders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should we should tackle that one. I want to yeah, double it up. Oh, no. Exactly. Do you want to double it up now? Keep going. Oh, if you're up for it. Yeah, man, go for it. I, dude, I don't even remember that movie at all. But what was your fascination Um, with poker? (laughs) 
Well, see, that's the thing. That's why I wanted to do the pod because it felt like all of a sudden I was being hit uh, over and over this past fall with like poker things. Uh, one of the things being uh, listening to the podcast, the rewatchables, uh, they cover all kinds of movies and one of those rounders. And I was like, ah, I saw it back in what it came out in 90, give me a year, 98, uh, September 11th, 1998. Uh, and yeah, they did it. Uh, Matt Damon, Edward Norton, Gretchen Maul, John Malkovich, a young reformed gambler must return to playing big stakes poker to help a friend pay off loan sharks while balancing his relationship with his girlfriend and commitments to law school. Uh, honestly, when this came out, I saw it, but, you know, didn't love it, didn't hate it. Uh, I never actually been much of a card player, a poker player, but uh, just hearing them talk about it and their love for it uh, made me curious about it. And when I got home after the long drive where I had uh, listened to it, I found it was on demand. So I threw it on and uh, I think I was able to appreciate it just because of how much I heard, how much they appreciated it. There were certain things they were able to point out that I was like, oh, OK, cool. And um, to be honest, as far as like actually playing poker, uh, the only time I've ever really done it has been like almost like walked through for me. Like I had somebody basically telling me what to do, what I had, and, uh, you know, didn't really get, you know, much into it. But uh, uh, as far as rounders, the film, uh, I think one of the things that pops, especially watching back and having them pointed out is Malkovich's performance. He puts on this, uh, Russian accent. He plays the character Teddy KGB uh, going up against uh, Matt Damon's Mike McDermott. And uh, just <laughs> incredible, uh, you know, accent he's doing. And it's, it's way out there. It's like, I, it's, it's hard to say if it's good accent, but it's like, what a choice like he's sitting here doing this crazy accent you know as this russian big time poker player um it was really interesting to hear them on the rewatchables like talk about how like how bad but good it was and they like went into some of the behind the scenes like he knew like he knew that it, that it was you know and he like joked like I, I think it was with matt damon that like he pulled him in real close and like joked he's like i'm a terrible actor so <laughs> but it turns out to be kind of an amazing performance so yeah i know you say you barely remember it but did you see it back when it came out yeah i did and john malkovich's accent was horrible right um <laughs> wasn't wasn't it um uh, Edward Norton, the one that was all just got got out of control with the cards and owed the the Russians all kinds of crazy money, and that's when Matt Damon came in to help him. Or were they like hustlers? Yeah, it, all of that. Uh, basically, what it was was uh, Matt Damon. He's a good card player, but he's also, you know, he knows n never to get in too too over his head. He's made some bad choices, but he's never like that bad. Edward Norton, his character is like really out of control and will like 
he goes into big time debt to the point where he needs to be on the run. He goes to jail, he cuts out and he has like only a limited amount of time to pay him back. So that's when they kind of like team up. And uh, it was funny on the pod, they talked about, there's this scene that like they said for them as poker players, it hypes them up more than anything. It's like, um, Matt Damon's girlfriend leaves him in the film, Gretchen Maul, and uh, Edward Norton's like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? You can do this, or, you know, you can just sit around, and uh, Matt Damon's like, F it, let's, you know, let's play some cards or something like that, and they talked about how much that hyped them up just as poker players themselves, so it's like, oh, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, basically it is, and it eventually... Uh, I mean, spoiler alert for Rounders, it's been out forever, but basically what ends up happening is um, they can't get enough to pay. So uh, Edward Norton's worm character just wants to run and leaves it basically all hanging on uh, Matt Damon, who then has to basically go do a showdown with uh, Teddy KGB, John Malkovich's character, kind of basically almost with his life on the line like playing this game so that's basically what that is <laughs> yeah you just can't be getting involved with all these uh gangsters that, that'll cut your arm off if you don't cough up the money um right <laughs> that's what i get with these movies i mean they kind of remind there's a movie uh pool hall junkies same situation uh, one brother is all caught up playing pool, plays the wrong person, owes him all kinds of money. Now his brother has to come in and save the day. And that's pretty yep. much that's uh, basically, <laughs> basically what this is. <laughs> so I mean, I, I did like, from what I remember, I, I did like it. It wasn't like, eh, it wasn't the greatest, but I'd seen it that one time uh, when it came out. And I don't uh, really remember. But I do remember John Malkovich's uh, bad uh russian accent because i remember like oh really i don't know <laughs> just it didn't fit him <laughs> but right um edward well, norton and matt damon well, they were the good other, together yeah <laughs> the other poker things i wanted to bring up uh that kind of like i said these all popped up like boom 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 was the rounders thing one of the podcasts i listen to 30 for 30 they do uh not only the feature films for TV, but they do a, a podcast, a 30 for 30 podcast. And um, they had an episode uh, this last fall, uh, season four, episode two, All In, Sparking the Poker Boom of 2003. And um, it was cool to hear about that, like that being like a moment. Like there were always like these big time players and World Series of Poker and ESPN had been throwing it on in the 90s, but it was always like a like, what is this? And like, you know, uh, it had a very limited audience. They'd play it like, you know, overnight, things like that is when it'd show. Uh, but 2003, uh, kind of two big events. One, the innovation of uh, being able to show the hands like a camera under the table. That was uh, invented then and then the winner that year uh, this guy uh, Chris Moneymaker which everybody thought that was a made up name but that was really his name he was an amateur and uh, he made his way all the way up through all these pros and uh, ended up winning the whole um, thing as just like an amateur I'm going to step away really quick uh, keep it going <laughs> sorry everybody. yeah I'm going to keep it going I got to do something <laughs> 
yeah, I'm gonna keep it rolling. But yeah, this so this all in basically uh, it talks about how you know that was the poker boom like before that like you know it's always been a popular thing but that was the thing that uh, made world series of poker a thing that everybody wanted to to get in and join and of course that sparks the online stuff all the online poker betting websites and everything that comes with that but uh, it was just a really interesting episode uh 48 minutes i definitely recommend checking out that and the whole uh 30 for 30 uh, podcasts but uh, yeah I mean it's so I had uh, the rounders thing then I had this all in pod which you know and then it comes down to actually playing myself and not uh, in person not with actual cards but in of all things uh, Red Dead Redemption the new Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, the original game had poker 2 and this one not surprisingly does as well uh they also have blackjack five finger fillet dominoes we talked about a little bit on the show before red dead and things like that but uh it was interesting at the same time as i was getting this podcast and this rounders talk and watching rounders i'm presented with this opportunity to play and it is just you know video game poker but i'm presented with that chance to play uh the thing that red dead does so well for me as someone who has you know only you know partial grasp of the game is uh, them telling you basically if you have something in your hand like they tell you if you you know had a royal flush or anything like that you know and you know for the most part i know like you know what i'm holding and you're going for pairs and whatnot like that but uh, i wouldn't say i am anywhere near confident enough to actually go to a, a casino table and play but, uh, you know, as far as in the game, you know, that works out perfect for me. Same thing with blackjack. I mean, it's as simple as knowing you got 21 uh, playing in the game. And, the, you know, you basically they give you the card that tells you, you know, you've got 14, you've got 17. So you know what you're holding in your hand. But uh, <laughs> if I was just left to my own devices... I don't know if I know what I'm actually holding in my hand, and that'd be the problem with actually playing at an actual casino. But uh, I can tell you're back, Nez, so I just, uh, I'll throw it back to about playing poker in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and just my total non-confidence at ever being able to actually play physically. I can play in the game. They tell me what I have in my hand, and I, I generally get it. I know, you know, when to fold a hand, when to, you know, play through and all that, all in, everything like that. I get that. I get the uh, general gist of it, but uh, don't have any confidence as far as actually playing. Do you have any history playing uh, poker, or do you have any confidence in your game? No, I got no game in that. Uh, I had a uh, Caesar's Palace Game Boy game. So I, I know how to play it, but I don't have the confidence to sit down at a table. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I'd rather play blackjack. That's pretty simple. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, and even that, that's what I was saying. Like, I got the game to kind of tell me, like, in even in blackjack, they're like, you got 14. You have 11, you have whatever you have in your hand. I would need the dealer or somebody to be like, this is what you have. 
I wouldn't be okay. Now I know, you know, okay, if I can hit or whatever that, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I yeah, know. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I would I don't have the 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 knowledge to read people to right. To, I I don't know. I, I'd be just to made, know what to just hand them my money. Again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, yeah, I yeah. don't have the confidence to sit down and play. Uh, right. Maybe if you and I were sitting there playing, yeah, but like sure, I couldn't sure. walk into a casino and, all right, I, I want to play. No, I, I can't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and basically that's my friend. So, yeah, just to put a whole bow on it, yeah, this, just this fall I had like – it was like poker everywhere I turned. I, I, I went from, like I said, the one – rounders podcast which led me to the movie which led me to the other podcast the all in 30 for 30 and then uh, red dead redemption 2 actually playing video game poker so i was like ah let me let me do a show and 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 ask you about if you have any history with poker (laughs) nah none just uh my caesar's palace game boy game yeah Uh, one of the game boy games that uh, the big thick um right gray and black or whatever you want to call that that uh, right that style other than that that's no, awesome. I, um <laughs> i want to say atari had a casino game yeah sounds right i i think, yeah, they did. I think you're right i'm not sure um i can I, maybe if i played it right. i want to say it was just called casino but I, i'm not sure i'm not sure Right. Do they? I mean, I know they have a million um, websites uh, now. Like, yeah, websites you can play poker anywhere. So, put your money down. Poker stars and all that. Yeah, it's it was just called Casino. Okay, I did have this game. I might have played uh, poker and whatever games are on there. Right. Let me see what the games were. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing the screen. Uh, blackjack, uh, five-card stud, uh, poker, solitaire, and I'm not sure if they had um, slot machines on there, but I remember having this game, because when I see the cover yeah. now, uh, I remember it. But Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar, because I remember something like that, too. <laughs> Those... Uh, those video games. I mean, I know there's a ton. I mean, it's other than stuff online, or you can go buy a computer game or something, or yeah, or whatever. Right. But yeah, I mean, sitting down and playing uh, for high stakes, nah, no, no, no way. That. Yeah, I mean, the closest I even do anything in the casino anymore is uh, just the sports betting, which is becoming more and more legal, approved by. Uh, I know the NBA is ready to embrace it and like they're going to soon embrace like even like micro betting during timeouts, things like that. Like the Mavericks are down 10 points, you know, you get odds on if they'll come back and win the game, things like that. I don't even do any of that nonsense, man. (laughs) It's hard. It's just just throwing your money away. (laughs) It's hard. It's so hard. I, you know, I, I have uh this uh, theory a long time ago and you know it's it seems perfect on paper but uh, it falls apart in practice that uh, you know if you put like twenty dollars down 
at the start of an NFL season. Pick your favorite game each week. There's got to be a sure game every week. If you flip that money, uh, you can start with like 20 and end up with like a million dollars by the end of the season. <laughs> I had a friend that got, a friend of mine used to work with in Oakland in these warehouses. He was always um, uh, betting. Well, these back these are the days of the illegal bookies sure. and, and all that. And uh, he always had money. And I said, well, I, he, just, he, he was one of those That's like, um, wow, those idiot savants that knew everything sure. about everything. <laughs> he could, he could, he could count cards and, and wow. all. And uh, he just had his regular nine to five job. And then he would, he would venture to Vegas and Reno. And when he felt really big, he'd go to Atlantic City. But wow, uh, he got pretty, <laughs> pretty much got banned out of the, the casinos. The, the ones down there, they have um, casinos where uh, they, they have slot machines in them now, but not back then. They, it was just um, cards. It was like card casinos because he would go in there and he'd come to work. Like, oh, man, I was at the playing cards all night. I said, well, did you win? Yeah. But he had to play like a million games to uh, he would it would go back and forth, win, lose, win, lose. But he, I guess, he was on a streak and he didn't want to leave, so he just stayed there all night. But he he made it to work. <laughs> and he wow. was hella tired. Wow. And got I guess <laughs> uh, he got banned from casinos in the Reno area. Wow. Uh, for counting cards and everything, and I was like, yeah. dude, I said, how did you learn all this? I don't know, man. I'm just really good with this and that, and I, I, I don't, I don't. Even I don't even know how 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 it how, I can't I wrap my head around it either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know all that. But sports, no anything, anything with betting in that too. He, he um, yeah. I mean, yeah, sports. It's so it. hard too because every time you think you know, every time you follow what should be, there's always upsets in sports. You can never call it. You know, the Broncos should beat the Raiders. The Raiders have two wins. Of course, the Raiders are going to win. You know, like you can never call it. I remember the biggest one that pointed out to me that, like, man, people know was uh, the Green Bay Packers were uh, like only two and a half point favorites over the Buffalo Bills, who had like two wins all season or something like that. It's obvious, like big money Packers, like they're going to roll them. And of course they didn't. And Bills won. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I couldn't do that. I, I I wouldn't know. I mean, just if you just just bet on your team. Uh, yeah, right. okay, I want I want the Raiders. Happy to win. either here, way, I guess. Here's twenty dollars. <laughs> but you're rolling uh, with your I, team. Yeah. I knew I I would I'd probably be winning if I would bet. I know they're not gonna win here. Here's twenty on whoever the other team is and right. And all that. I mean there's <laughs> even guys that bet on wrestling. Uh yes it's scripted, but still you can, you, you never you don't know. know. You can bet, yeah. Yeah, you don't know. You might think that John Cena is gonna gonna win, and then because he, he's they put him up against some scrub. I mean, this is when they bet. This is for like the yeah. the, the pay per views, not just the regular Raw and SmackDown type of deals. WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to bet on that. I mean, I don't know. I I, I love my money too much yeah. to just. All right, I'm throwing a hundred dollars down on this. I no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> right. Oh, speaking of wrestling, as a possible teaser for another anchor show, uh, 
Are you going to be free tomorrow night at, uh, or not tomorrow night, Wednesday night at uh, 6 for the uh, HQ WWE show? What time is it now? 5.30? Yeah. Uh, let me look at my schedule right here that I have in my pocket. What time? If you six? are cool, it's at 6 on Wednesday. If you are cool, because I think you have a good chance to win. If not, I'll screenshot uh, the questions and then ask them to you. Didn't they have <laughs> it already? No, it's on this this Wednesday. Oh, okay. Um, right now I can say yeah, but you never know. Things change. Uh, some, okay. Something comes in late. Well, if you don't. Comes in early. If you don't, I'll screenshot them. <laughs> How many questions do they usually throw at you? Twelve. Damn. And they're like. Twelve to win the money. So, yeah. I mean, you and won. finally broke through on the eighth. What did you win? A uh, dollar seventy-five, which I got to tell you is actually a better cut than sometimes. It's as low as like twenty cents, thirty cents, because there's so many winners. It's they, it's a big amount of money. It's like uh, five thousand, ten thousand, but it's cut up amongst the winners, Mon- amongst so, thousands of people. <laughs> right, and for example, the game I won, like twenty-two thousand people won. Uh, the thing was, they were also given out a truck. So I had a one in 20,000 chance of getting a truck, which uh, that's not too bad odds, but I did not get the truck, sadly. <laughs> and I still got to pay. They'll give you the truck, but you got to pay the taxes on it. Right. I know. They just don't hand, <laughs> they just don't hand you the keys. There you go, bro. I mean, or you could maybe, they probably give you the option of here, we'll give you half of what it's worth instead. I'd, I'd rather take that than, yeah, definitely. than a big no truck. But, um, yeah, it was like a Chevy Silverado. Yeah, those those are big gas guzzlers. Uh, <laughs> and all the driving you're going to do back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. Not, exactly. not a logical car to have. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> something that would good gas mileage. But, um, exactly. Shit, what was I going to say? Um, WWE? Ah, uh, fuck, man, I forgot. Was it something that? Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking, speaking of, no, I, I can't remember what it is, but think, speaking of that, uh, uh, our buddy Joel, he asked me the other day, hey, man, you can be around for Rumble? I'm like, I might be at the Rumble. So, I don't know. Nice. My fingers are crossed. Uh, if my buddy goes Where is it at? That, that I work with, I'm going to go with him. And uh, hopefully, man, it, it'd be awesome to go to another uh, pay-per-view so soon. Because you already, guys already heard my uh, – it's in a Phoenix. At um, okay. I guess the cool, cool. uh, wherever the Diamondbacks play. Yep, that's Phoenix. I'm like, whoa! Are they gonna? Usually, when they have stuff in baseball fields, they they obviously cover the diamond. But hmm, I I'd I'd love to see how uh, that's gonna work. And from what I understand, it's one of those move those roofs that open and close. So right. Uh, I hopefully keep it closed and. It's probably 70s down there, I would think. It never really gets too cold. Yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, it's not freezing. Or if it's not not freezing, but not too hot uh, down there. But, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if I go, I go. Uh, if not, I'll probably most likely be at Joel's uh, watching. Because last year, I was, at their, <laughs> I was at their house watching it last year. So Solid. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't have anything else unless you do. No, no, I'm all set, you know. We're your uh, 
magic and uh, poker uh, enthusiast podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, we gotta do, bust out this um, this ad really yeah. quick. Uh, not now, but go for it. We, we, need, we need to do it before, oh. <laughs> so we can uh, we can start seeing some change in our pockets. Yeah, uh, I want to see what what happens. <laughs> I need a, uh, I need some recording stuff, and now. Uh, We'll see. I don't know how that works. But, yeah, well, uh, I'd be curious just to see, like, what it was, even if it's, like, 32 cents a month. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I think I think it's something. I, I don't know. We'll see. But we'll everyone, see. Yeah, once you guys hear our ad, you, you'll, you'll know. You'll know it. Because I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how. Are we supposed to insert it somewhere, or do they – automatically do it i, I don't know i we'll think see. we're i think we're I supposed to i think i i have no idea we have to go look yeah. over the rules and everything again, but right yeah everyone uh, we'll figure it out thanks so much for listening well yeah we'll Thank figure you. it all out um do check out our regular feed on podbean uh the skater nest podcast network you can also hear that on uh itunes um pot or apple Podcasts is what they call it now uh, we're also on Castbox, Breaker, and I think Radio Public. I'm not too sure. And uh, Podbean is our um, our host, so you can hear it there. But with the Anchor feed, um, I might as well just give them a a, a little plug. Uh, Anchor is the best. If you guys are listening, right on. Thank you so much. And always got a shout out to our brother Joel. He's the one that hooked us on. Shout out. So uh, <laughs> yeah, man. If you guys want to start quick. Um, podcast simple and easy down download the anchor app and just press play and go yeah yep. it's that simple not easy yep. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. Everyone, uh I'll, I'll talk we'll talk to you guys next time we'll, we'll be back uh, really soon with Real more soon. anchor stuff yep have fun be safe see you next time you society <laughs>